This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome back to the channel and welcome back to another edition of 20 Questions With. In this episode, it is 20 Questions With Darren Altman, award-winning voice actor, impressionist and presenter, also does stand-up, always performing at comedy clubs, corporate and charity events all around the United Kingdom, a semi-finalist at Britain's Got Talent in 2016 and a good friend of mine, Darren Altman. Darren, welcome to the channel. How are you? Well, first of all, you've just earned your 15% there. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm all right. I'm all right, thank you. How are you doing? Yes, I'm very well. It's a pleasure having you back. Um, of course, you're a regular on this channel, on the Spurs Chat podcast, uh, but we've never got the chance to really get to know you. So I would love the, the viewers and the listeners to really get to know you. I'm going to ask you 20 questions today. Some of them are going to be on Spurs. Some of them are going to be on your career. Some of them are going to be funny some serious and there's a couple of awkward ones in there as well and uh, hopefully at the end of the stream we'll get some of the viewers sending in some of their questions for you as well but let's kick it off um what was it like being on britain's got talent in 2016 of course you got through to the semi-finals uh what judges and what other contestants have you kept in touch with um I uh, didn't have a history on stand-up. Um, a lot of the people that you see on there, they say like they're chefs and they're fitness instructors and all this, uh, and they're teachers. And a lot of them, not all of them, but a lot of them would have been doing it for sort of like 10 years or however long. I had no history in, in stand-up. Um, so I basically put a, a video uh, on YouTube of how to do celebrity impressions and a little um, sort of behind the scenes is that, yes, you can audition, but they've got researchers and uh, sort of like scouring for talent. And they saw this video of me showing how to do and they came to me and they said, would you Britain, do Britain's Got Talent? And I thought about it and I said, no, thanks. I said, it's my job. I'm a voiceover. The jeopardy of going on there and bombing wouldn't be the smartest career move. So I said, no. Then they came back a year later and asked me again. And I thought, do you know what? Just go for it. Like you, you only live once. So I did it. I had no experience of stand up. I had to go into clubs um, and learn how to do, uh, you know, perform. And when I did it, I was so nervous. You can see me like fiddling with my thumb ring. I was so nervous. Um, but I did it and um, I did well and I got through to the semi-finals. I can't really watch it back now because all my impressions have developed so much. Yeah. The Boris and the Gordon Ramsay have just sort of come on leaps and bounds like the um, Alan Sugar and all that. Um, but it was great. I really enjoyed it. It was funny. The longer I performed for, 
um, the more the laughter came and the more adrenaline was shooting through my veins. So by the time I was doing Gordon Ramsay, hey, big boy, I was standing up and my cousin who was in the audience said you were getting air, Darren. You were like clearing the floor. So it was an unbelievable experience. Um, do I keep in touch with you? You don't mix with them, Chris. You don't sort of hang out in green rooms. And that's not how it works. What I saw of them, apart from sort of being interviewed by Ant and Deck, um, sorry, Ant, <laughs> and Deck, that's right. Um, Ant and Deck, you don't really see them. So uh, you don't hang out. So my only interaction with Simon Cowell and David Williams and uh, Leisha and what have you was what you saw on TV, really. Darren, give me three interesting things about you that people perhaps don't know about you. Oh, um, I like walks in the rain and men that aren't afraid to cry. Uh, no, <laughs> I um, so before being a voiceover, an impressionist, I was a drummer. That's what I did for a living. And I studied at Leeds College of Music, the Guildhall School of Music. Um, I used to play at Ronnie Scott's. Um, I would play at Abbey Road, record music for TV, films. I'm wow. all with film, films, yeah. I've, I've, um, if This sounds like clang, clang, but I've been in films with Hugh Grant, Meryl Streep. Um, I've recorded with Anne Hathaway. There's a film she did called, um, oh, what was it? It was like a fantasy, uh, Ella Enchanted. And, and she does a version of um, Somebody to Love, That's Me on Drums. Darren Hayes from Savage Garden did a song, that's me on drums. So I was a drummer for years and used to play and gig and tour around the world. That That's what I did. Um, what else? Oh, here's a strange fact. Um, I haven't done it in a while, but I studied hypnosis. Like I was a hypnotist. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I know. And I could put someone, I used to study what they called speed trance. There's videos of me on YouTube. I don't know if they're locked down or, or you can see them. Well, we used to go, this is 20 years ago, and, and a load of us used to meet up in Covent Garden and um, go for drinks. And then we all used to film each other, putting tourists and punters under hypnosis. And I've got videos of me sticking someone's hand to a table and say, the more you move it, uh, the more you try and move it, the more it sticks. The more you try and move it, the stick's stuck. That's right, it's stuck. And I used to get 50 quid out my pocket, put it on the table and say, you can touch that, it's yours. Uh, and I used to count down from 10 till 1 and you would see them shaking, but they couldn't get it. And then I would take the 50 quid and I would go, and when I touch your head, uh, it, your arms raise, you're free as a bird now. And they would go, oh. <laughs> I would make people forget their own names. The more you try and think of the name, the further away it goes. That's right. The more you try and think of the name, the further away it goes. Over there in the distance. What's your name? It's gone. What's your name? And they would go. It would go. Mind-blowing. <laughs> yeah. Bizarre. Sounds fantastic. One more? Um, one more. What else? Um, uh, oh, here's a one that's just come to mind. A one, I was such a bad driver. When I, I don't know why I'm telling you this. When I used to go for gigs, Chris, I used to be, I used to leave everything to the last minute and be really aggressive. I used to be a dreadful driver. Always used to turn up late. So I always used to get points. And at one point, I don't know why this is coming. God almighty. At one point, I had 13 out of 12 points on my license and I was still driving. I had to go to court. I wore a suit and tie. The um, the judge was Jewish. He had a couple on. So I went in there and I said, listen, you've got to be lenient. It's my job. And um, so he fined me, gave me four extra points. And I was driving with 13 points on my license. That's a fun fact. <laughs> I've got How is that even possible? Because he was lenient, I told him it was my living. Like I had, I had to have my drums. If I if I couldn't drive, I'd have no work. I couldn't support my family. Not that I had a family. So he was really lenient, and he let me off. I had to pay a fine, and he gave me. I think I was on nine, and he gave me four points, which put me on thirteen. Fined me and told me to do one. Wow! <laughs> wow! Yeah, Darren, you do so many impersonations of lots of different celebrities. Have you ever upset anyone? That's a good question. Um, I got a tweet from Dara O'Brien once. 
who wasn't very happy because I put something out and he was like, uh, you know, the mark the wig, that's right. Uh, uh, that's right. That's what I used to do. Dara O'Brien. Uh, uh, that's right. That's grand. Uh, and he wasn't very happy with that. But apart from that, no, no. I need to tailor, I need to sort of tone down my stand up because I do sort of go in quite hard with with certain celebrities and a comedian told me listen if you were on a gig with with so and so and they were standing in the wings would you feel comfortable doing that yeah said, probably not and that was quite good advice but I'm, i go in sort of quite hard on celebrities actually um but he was the only one i can think of really that's ever sort of said yeah not that cool what, what did he say to you i don't know he he, he tweeted me uh, and um, and I think I may have even tagged him. This was years ago, and he said, "Yeah, don't tag me. No need." And he wasn't, <laughs> me, which was uh, which was quite. I thought I was trying to get a retweet. Can I get a retweet? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Silly to th- silly thing to do, really. Darren, let's come on to talk about Spurs. Um, why Tottenham for you? And what was your first ever game that you went to? Why Tottenham? My dad, God rest his soul, lost him in 2001, grew up in Stamford Hill um, and Stoke Newington. Used to go to a school called, what was it, Daniel Defoe, Kazanov Road, Stoke Newington. And so, um, yeah, so it was, that was the reason. He was just down the road from, uh, obviously around the corner from the high road. uh, And it was always Tottenham, really. Um, I've got two sets of cousins. My cousins, funnily enough, on my dad's side are all the other lot and i've got cousins on my side who are spurs uh and i needless to say i get on better with the cousins on my mum's side but yeah it was basically because my dad just grew up just down the road from spurs uh and my first game um it was i went with my cousin phil's dad my uncle len it was Tottenham versus Nottingham Forest. I think it was 1985. And the re- the, the reason I remember that is because I was couldn't believe it. I, I don't, didn't think I was, I, I've, I've ever been to a stadium before. And I was suddenly in White Hart Lane. And I remember them playing Never Ending Story or Electric Dreams. So it was 1985. I think we beaten 1-0 and Mark Falco scored, I think. Yeah. But it was, yeah, it was 1985. It was a little while. I think I must have been... 12 or 11, 12, something like that. You never, ever forget your first game. What's your favourite memory supporting Tottenham? Oh, God. Um, Well, my favourite recent memory was obviously the semi-final against Ajax. I didn't know what to do with myself. I was on my own here watching it. I think my girls were up in bed. And I ran round the the room. I I, I couldn't shout. I I I didn't know what to do. And then... I said to Emma, I'm going out. And I ran to the pub at the end of the road on my own and just sat there with shaking and crying, watching all, all the feedback and all the uh, after, uh, you know, the um, the aftermath of it on my phone, just drinking pints on my own, which I would never do. Um, the Leicester game recently, where we came from behind, what was the score of that? Was it 3-2 or something, where we came from behind? Uh, we beat Leicester. Oh, Stephen Bergvine, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was unbelievable. If we go back further, um, the Gaza free kick in the semi-final. Yeah. Um, and a very special memory, which I sort of have vague memories of watching it, um, was the 1981 FA Cup final. Ricky Villa, still Ricky Villa! Because um, it was such an event. Um, when I was a little boy, the FA Cup final, I used to have all my friends round and my mum would do tea and it would start at like, you know, 11, 12, 10 o'clock in the morning and it would go all the way through. You'd have the wrestling on beforehand. <laughs> and so I have vague recollections of that 81 final. Yeah. When you just started doing a bit of commentary, Dan, um, this isn't one of the questions, by the way, but I'm just going to throw this in. Have you ever thought about doing football commentary? Because of what you do, it's probably in the area, isn't it? I mean, voiceovers, you're reading, really. But football commentary, it's a skill. I wouldn't ever say just because I do voiceovers. You know, and he passes it to... Uh, I mean, I do do a lot of football commentators as part of, you know, yeah. you'll, you'll hear me on a lot of ads. Um, and I've got a few on my show reel. 
but no, I wouldn't ever sort of profess to be having that much talent and skill as it's a different ball game. You, you have to paint pictures. <laughs> Darren, um, you obviously do lots of different types of jobs. What do you enjoy doing most? And can you give us an insight um, into what it's like doing stand-up? That's an interesting question. Um, I was talking to someone recently um, and some of my happiest memories are being behind my drums, playing like with a big band or with my friends, you know, with a big band. Um, you've got like five trumpets, five saxes, four trombones, guitar, piano, bass, drums. And, and you're just there like you're the rhythm section, you're the engine. And um, and it's just such a, an amazing feeling. And being with loads of friends, that was incredible. Um, I love doing voiceovers and impressions because I get to use my ear. I get to be creative. Not if you're, you know, have got five pages on health and safety on an oil rig. That's quite dry. <laughs> I remember, Chris, I had to read like two pages on the B3 Court 147B spring valve. Oh, fuck me. Like, what am I doing with my life? But, you know, <laughs> some of it can be really dry um uh, and stand up i still get really nervous i still get really i don't do it as much as i should i should be out doing it more but for me it's quite nerve-wracking because i'm not the world's greatest writer and i don't think my stuff it's, it needs to be funny you don't want a, a, an audience going well that sounds like gordon ramsay well done you want them to be laughing and if they're not laughing you can sort of lose your nerve a bit on stage when they're laughing, it's a it's an amazing adrenaline rush. It's a good feeling. But for me, uh, I'm not. I, I need to be more comfortable with the stand up. I think. If who's I'm your favourite? Who's your favourite comedian? Who makes you laugh? Bloody hell! Um, I like everyone. I like um, everyone from um, Ricky Gervais is funny. Um, uh, Stuart Lee, Frankie Boyle. But then I like Tim Vine, who's who's one liners, or Gary Delaney. Yeah. You know, um, funny is funny, I think. Uh, so, yeah, it, it, it really depends. Rich Hall's good. You know the, the American guy, Rich Hall? He's a funny geezer. Yeah. Frankie Boyle's funny. He's dark. He, he goes there. He's good. Well, here's one for you. If you had the Spurs board, Daniel Levy, all of the Tottenham staff and players in front of you and you were doing stand-up at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, what joke or story would you tell them for a guaranteed laugh. Oh, my word. What joke or story would you tell them? I don't know. I'd probably trot out my Glenn Hoddle. Uh, that might make them laugh. You know, as I say, yeah, you know, you, uh, you put, he's put a ball into a wonderful area, as I say. And, you know, he'll be happy with that. And, uh, you know, he's got those lovely firm thighs, you know, glistening in that sunshine. Beautiful legs, as I say. Wonderful air. And uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Darren, what's the best goal? Uh, what's the best Tottenham Hotspur goal you've ever seen? With my own eyes? Yeah. Um, with my own eyes. Uh, oh, my God. Um, that free kick's got to be uh, the Gaza free kick. Um, the Glenn Hoddle, the chip and the thing. Was that against Oxford? Uh, he did score a great goal against Oxford. He also scored a great goal against Watford. Yes, yeah. Ask Ricky about Watford. Um, so yeah, um, uh, what else was there? Uh, some of the girls that, that that Bale scored, you know, Taxi for Neymar, unbelievable. I don't know if we'll come on to him later, but yeah, I've got a soft spot for Gareth Bale. I just think he's unbelievable talent. Yeah. Well, if you were on a desert island for a week and you had to take three items and a former Spurs manager. Which items and what manager? Oh, God. I'd have to have something to do, uh, three items. I can't live without music. So it would be Spotify because you've got just got access to absolutely everything. So um, some sort of Spotify. What other um, thing would I take? Uh, I would probably... Oh, no, I can't say that. That's not cool. I would probably take um, my daughters. Why not? Because why not? Um I'd like to have them with me. Um, I would take probably an... Are we allowed to take an endless supply of, 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 of wine, of red wine? That might be nice. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll let me have that one. Uh, uh, some red wine. That would be nice. 
Um, and a boat, just in case I want to bugger off out of the island. <laughs> no, you've had your three already. He's, right. he's got to be now a, a former Spurs manager with you. Former Who would you Spurs manager? Um, probably choose Keith Birkinshaw, actually, because I sort of those two FA Cups, the the City and uh, QPR, showing my age now. But just what it would like to, to work with that quality of players, because we were in our pomp then. You know, yeah. that's when Spurs had a bit of pride and, you know, we were Tottenham Hotspur. So I'd probably take him and sort of ask him to sort of regale, you know, some stories and his idea about what was the actual Tottenham ethos. Because that's what when we had uh, an ethos and a style and a way of playing, you talk about the Tottenham uh, you know, you talk about the Tottenham DNA. Uh, that's when we had a bit of character. So I'll probably take uh, um, Keith Birkinshaw. Well, we won trophies and challenged on a regular basis. Um, Darren, if you could go out um, on a night out with any current Spurs player, who would you choose and why? Oh, wow. I thought of one popped straight into my head, but he's not current. Um, because he would... Actually, give, give me a current one and an next one. Okay, um, let's uh, let's do a current one. Um, uh, you see, Son and Kane, they'd be great. Sonny would be wonderful, but he wouldn't tear the arse out of it. So, you know, you'd be drinking and he'd just sort of keep it quite uh, quite quiet. Who would... Um, um, who would... Hmm... I think Benton Core might be a bit of a laugh. I think he might like. Uh, yeah, he's got a bit of attitude. I think I'd like to take uh, Rodrigo Benton Core with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he'd be a, a, a yeah. And if you got into trouble, he'd, he'd help you out. So that'd be good as well. <laughs> um, from the past, Gaza, obviously, obviously, yeah. it would be a hoot. You'd end up in jail, but it'll be a hoot. <laughs> There's always a story there. Yeah, yeah. Um, Darren, if you could bring back one Spurs player from the past in his prime to play for the current team, who would it be? You're Who's been your favourite players yeah, over the years? You're going to have a lot of answers uh, on this. I mean, uh, in terms... Oh, see, I can only say one. I think... Well, give I, me a few. Okay, I would think... Um, well, the one that I I, I do um, love is is Gareth Bale. I just think that he, what he had and what he brought was just amazing. The speed, the power, and when he was in his pomp, you know, it was virtually unplayable. When he was in his yeah. pomp, obviously later on, he you know, uh, uh, he dipped. But but I, I I'm a massive fan of Bale. Um, Glenn Hoddle again. I just thought what he did, what I witnessed as a schoolboy, there was no one else. It, like The ball stuck to him like glue. Um, the passing and the vision and, and, and the skills, I would, I would say that he was the sort of first flair player that I ever saw, you know, um, in terms of like just that level above. You had sort of great players and players that could pass and score, but he had a bit of extra that... that, that that X factor that I wasn't that I hadn't seen before, so it would be those two I think, who would arguably sort of again typify what it means to play for Spurs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely, Darren. We know you like to swear. You're always swearing on this channel. If you could only use one swear word for the rest of your life, what one would it be? Do I? And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. No, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. 
Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Do I really yeah. like to swear, Chris? Do I? I mean, are you you, have you thought about this? Have, have I, I, um, yeah. what? It's spoken about a lot. Is it really? Yeah. <laughs> you know what perhaps it is? It's because, perhaps it's because I don't swear on this channel. You don't. And when people like you come on and F and blind, it's it's very noticeable. Right. Um, well, I need to curb my kin language. <laughs> don't I? I would drop, I think you cannot see the word the word fuck has got so many, you know, fuck that. You know, he's fucking great. You know, I'll tell you what, he tore the fucking ass out of it. It can be, you know, fuck. There's so many different. It can use as a verb, as a noun, as an adjective. I think it's so flexible and malleable. So I think we'll stick with that. Thank you. Thank you very much. Quite like, <laughs> quite like horse ass as well while we're there. <laughs> Darren, if you could be invisible for a day, who would you spy on? Oh, God. Wow. My ex uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, what about what, what, what about someone Tottenham related? Who who would you like to spy on for the day? I'd like to spy on Daniel Levy and just work out and be in some of his negotiations and just being like a manager chat just to find out what the bleed nails going on because he's so elusive. He doesn't do interviews. Um, there's an interview that's just come out recently, which is the sort of one of the first times I've ever seen him sit down and answer questions. I'd like to, I'd like to spy on Daniel Levy and just think, really, is, is that what you think? Really? You're not going to, we're not going to sign him. Really? Um, and, and a six pound 50 a pint of his, of, of his one of our own. Really, Daniel? I'd like to spy on him. <laughs> Darren's first to win the Carabao Cup. Or England to win the World Cup? The Carabao, specifically the Carabao Cup. Yeah, yeah, a trophy. Well, I mean, I, I heard you ask Ricky a similar question, um, but you I said... asked him about the Champions League. I'm you asking did. you the Carabao yeah, Cup. Carabao. I've brought it down because, of course, we haven't won a trophy for 15 years. How important is it? you being a Spurs fan, to see trophies, even if it is a Carabao Cup? It's absolutely important. It's absolutely important. But, I mean, it's the Carabao Cup, isn't it? Um, and England to win the World Cup. I mean, I'm Tottenham, so it would have to be the Carabao Cup because th that would be on the CV and it would be another one that we could chalk off. <laughs> I mean, England, win why is that funny? Well... Because you were dissing my question, and you've got my caravan. I know because because it's a trophy, and, and it's and it's fifteen years for the love of God. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, and we would still, in everyone else, if we won the Carabao Cup, we'd still be the laughing stock. Be oh, oh, look at you! You won a cup. Yes, you did. <laughs> yeah. But to us, the Spurs fans, it'll be like, yeah, thank you very much. We'll have that. A trophy is a trophy. Trophy um, is a trophy. Darren, I know from your social media that you like to cook and you like a glass of wine, and you've already mentioned wine um, on this stream so far. What dish are you most proud of cooking, and what's your favourite wine? Right. I love, I like a good Rioja, a fruity Rioja. I like a nice Malbec, if you don't mind. Uh, back to the Argentinian theme, Chris. Um, so, yeah, I like a nice red wine, a good Rioja, like a Grand Reserva. Um, what dish would I, I like to cook? I love a curry. I like cooking a curry slow in the in, in the slow cooker. You have to do the uh, the onions and the garlic first, uh, and then you can put it in the slow cooker and the ginger, and then put all the herbs and spices and let it marinate or or put it in a pot and let it sort of do its thing. But yeah, a curry's great. Really, quite like it hot. I'm a sort of dansack man. What about you? Yeah, I don't mind a curry. Yeah, um, on on the wine choice, I'm surprised it wasn't a Lambrini or a Blue Nun. Jesus! Wow, wow! Do I use that much class? Oh yeah, <laughs> Lambrini in a basket, no, lovely. I, I said to Ricky on the other edition that um, I like a steak. He liked a steak, but we like our steaks well done. And um, I quite often get criticised 
And of course, Gordon Ramsay would have a fit. You're telling him you want your steak well done. Chefs don't like that. Oh my God. Why don't you just take off its horns and wipe its fucking ass? Um, <laughs> that, that steak is pinker than my grandma's fucking lipstick. Um, yeah. Well done. Yeah. No, thank you. No, thank you. No. no well done steaks? No, no, no. Medium rare. Medium rare. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who's the most famous person you've had dinner with? Oh, wow. Had dinner with? Oh, my God. See, I don't mix in those circles, Chris. Like, I'm not... I don't mix in celebrity circles. Oh, okay. Let, let me ask you a different question, then. Who's the most fam famous person in your phone book? Most famous person in my phone book. You must have a few famous people in your well, phone book. I, do you know what, Chris? I don't. And don't get the illusion that just because I've done Britain's Got Talent or something, you know, I can call up Simon Cowell and go, Si, um, <laughs> that's your cheeky off. That's not, you know, that's not how it works. I genuinely, do, I mean, I've got sort of voiceover friends and actors, but no one that is is of that level. I mean, like I say, if you want some clangs, uh, I've, you know, I've, I've, had conversations and been in a film with Meryl Streep and, and Hugh Grant and Jeffrey Rush. Um, Here they come. Come on, yeah. keep them coming. Yeah, but that's, but that's, I mean, you know, I call her Meryl. That's the sort of relationship. <laughs> yeah. It's the sort of relationship we've got. No, I don't, I've, I don't have famous contacts in my, in my, uh, in my phone book, really. Not, not anyone of note. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not in those circles, Chris. Thank you. Okay. Bless you for thinking that I am, but I'm not. <laughs> okay. Um, apart from football, what other sports do you like watching? Um, uh, I don't mind. Funnily enough, I don't mind golf, but I've never hit a ball in my life, really. Uh, I just, I like golf because it's relaxing. Um, and uh, I like watching the US Open because it's absolutely stunning. You know, if you're watching Augusta, you know, on a beautiful summer's day, I could sit and watch golf for hours, never hit a golf ball. Or if I have, it's gone. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't mind watching golf, actually. Yeah. We've got to have a game of golf one day, Darren. Do you play? Uh, I, I play. Um, Craig Dearman's a, a good golfer as well. I think that, um, yeah, we ought to arrange that. Not with me, you wouldn't. You'd be there till sundown. Me in the bushes, like, wait, hold on, hold on. Where yeah, yeah, <laughs> getting kicked off. <laughs> I've done all getting right, out, yeah. done, to, done all right today. Done all right. You know, I'm curbing it. I'll say no. You can't kick him out. He's been in the film Meryl Street. We'll be fine. Um, Darren, having your phone taken away for a week, or not using social media platforms for a year. That's a really good question. That's a really good question. Because you're you're really, you're really big on social media. You're on social media well, a lot, aren't you? Well, I am because of my business, and I have to sort of as, as wanky as this sign sounds, I sort of have to keep up a profile. But I I have a love hate relationship with social media. Uh, I don't have Facebook on my phone. I deleted that because it was just obsessing too much. Um, mm. But it's being serious for one for for a second. I just think like for your mental health. You can yeah. really go down an alley and a route that that isn't healthy. Um, so as much as it's a business tool, um, and uh, as much as I've got like a good follow, I've got like 365,000 followers on TikTok, and I barely use it now. It's, it's silly. I, I need to create more content. But I think um, it can play with your head all the sort of – I don't know what you're like. I think you're, you, you've got a good relationship with it. But me – I'm a bit of a, you know, checking likes, refreshing the page, who's engaged with it. You can just drive yourself mad. Uh, so um, as much as as much as it's a necessity, I probably have to stick with the social media and bin the phone for a week or so. Mm. Has social media ever affected you? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I went through a pretty dark time of, of just obsessing with it and seeing other impressionists and voiceovers and um what they're up to and, and gone down a you know an obsessing like like i say checking and not using it properly like being quite abrupt and abrasive and and just being 
bit of a dick, but I've sort of sorry. There's um things. Uh, uh, so I've 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 tried to be a, just a nice. In the last couple of years, I've tried to sort of take a deep breath and thought, don't post that, Darren. Like that's not cool. Um, and be a bit more amenable on there and just think with the whole social media thing like you don't know what people are going through you don't know what someone's life is like behind closed doors so it's all very well sort of thinking well I can yeah, I'm just in my bedroom now so boom send and walk away but that could have a profound effect on someone so I'm trying to develop every day trying to develop a sort of more healthier relationship with it it's um mm. I was going to ask, Dan, what, what advice would you give to young people about social media? To not obsess about it, to not be a slave to it. It is what it is. And if you don't need to use it as a, you know, as a business tool or something that you need, which, which is going to enhance your life in a positive way, don't be a slave to it. And certainly don't troll. Um you know, I've been guilty of that in the past, and I really try not to do it. I, I, I stop myself now if I think I'm going to say something which isn't cool. And it's funny, um, all the trolls, or a lot of them, are like user 34591856 with, with no profile picture. And yeah. they're sort of throwing their shade, as the kids like to say. Uh, and, I, and I just laugh when I go, says the anonymous troll. Because it's just like, come on, like, what are you playing at? Yeah. I'll be honest, Darren, I think I, I think I block more people than I actually follow on social oh, media. Well, I mean, good for you. Good for you. Yeah, absolutely. But the thing is, Chris, I, I think that if you block someone, there is a sort of propensity for them to think, well, that's a sort of a badge of honour. I've been blocked by, you know, I mean, I've been blocked by Piers Morgan. He blocked me quite really? a Oh, God, yeah. Um, uh, I've been blocked by, who's that arsehole on GB News? Dan Wooten, despicable man. He blocked me. Uh, so, you know, I've been blocked by a few. Uh, wow. I've been blocked by those two. But, you know, I was just like, they're nasty people anyway, so fuck them. <laughs> He's off again. He's off again. Darren, we're now on question 20, would you believe? Wow. And I feel, like there's, I feel like there's so much more I need to ask you. So we, we, we should do this again. Um, but if Spurs no longer existed and you had to choose to support one of the following three clubs, who would it be? Manchester City. Manchester United or Liverpool? Not Manchester City. Um, it would probably be either Liverpool or United because they've got a bit of history and a bit of... Um, I think... Well, that's a good question. Um, see, I grew, they were two massive clubs for me growing up. It sort of takes me back to being a boy, you know, and I have to think, well, sort of, what's my relationship with those clubs? Um Probably Liverpool, actually. Probably Liverpool. Just because when I was growing up, it was Ian Rush and Kenny Dalglish and, um, oh, God, who was the other one with the moustache and the, the hair? Um, Sooness. No, no, no. Yeah, Sooness and John. Keegan. Keegan. Yeah, all these. Oh, I can see him. He's going to kick me. Um, yeah, all these all these people that were uh, that sort of were thereabouts when I was a little boy. So probably... Um, Probably Liverpool. They've got a bit of history. They've got a bit of DNA. You know, something about them. Yeah, respect clubs with a bit of, you know, with a bit of history and a way of playing and an ethos. Absolutely. Yeah. Is there anything I haven't asked you that you want to talk about? Um, uh, no, that's, it's been fascinating. Thank you for not grilling me too much. I've got a list of things by the side of me that I sort of prepped. I thought he's going to ask me about this. He's going to ask, like what? Well, I, don't know, I don't know, just different players. And my memory, you see, I, all I've ever supported um, is Spurs. But I don't have the recall that a lot of our mates and our our colleagues have. Like, it genuinely, and I'm not just saying it, blows me away that Crackers and Lee and Ricky have just, and yourself, and, and, and uh, have just got this, this recall like, I can watch a game and go, oh, wow, you know, so-and-so scored. It was 3-2 and in extra time. And then as soon as I turn the TV off, it's gone. Yeah. It's absolutely gone. And so, you know, I do sort of feel the pressure a little bit when, when it comes to things like this. Because I just don't have that. Things don't stick. Yeah. No, today was learning a little bit more about you, Darren. But um, um, what are you up to at the moment? And... Uh, 
Uh, another question for you. What's the best company that you've ever worked for and the best job you've had? Oh, it's a good question. Um, so I'm just up to, I'm doing my voiceover. So I'm busy in the studio. Um, if you watch this morning, um, the, all the new cookery sections, uh, it's me saying um, something like uh, cooking on this morning sponsored by helmets uh that's me uh i do all the team sport indoor karting adverts across heart capital talk sport quite interesting actually um it was more or less the same script but for heart it was because it's listened to by women it was a bit more team sport indoor karting the family adventure and then for capital it was a bit more team sport indoor karting for a bit of a youth gritty audience and then for talk sport it was team team sport indoor karting the thrill of the life <laughs> so we had to sort of have a sliding scale of grit which was funny um i've voiced for disney i've voiced for netflix sky um sky sports news sponsored by Sadlin. I've done BT Sports, uh, tennis. Um, wow. Yeah, I've done a lot of what they call sponsorship bumpers. Those, those, you know, spon sponsorship ads. Yeah. Um, it's so varied. I can do some really fun stuff. I've just done, this is going to sound like, I can't really talk about it. Like I've done some work for a big animation company uh, where I got to do two hours with the head guy. And I'm, I don't mean to sound like a dick, but I can't say what it is because I signed one of those NDAs, but a huge yeah. animation company. That was a privilege. Um, and yeah, just doing that, doing my impressions. Um, thrilled to be with you and, and your, your show when you asked me. So yeah, just sort of at it, really. It's not all showbiz, like I said. You know, I get to do some good stuff and then I just get to voice, you know, a corporate video on a, a Dutch haulage company. So, <laughs> Darren, have you done any voiceover work for any football clubs? Uh, yes, I did. I did. I did. I did a voiceover for Ajax when Edwin Van der Sar re-signed re his contract, and it was it was it was a really clever. Um, if I've got it, I'll send it to you, and you can see it on social media or something. It was a really clever, funny advert with him riding on a horse, and I had to do the. Uh, like the sort of um, uh, nestle up to the mic and say, Edwin Van der Sar, and to give it that sort of, you know, that really sexy voiceover voice. And then it cuts to him. Uh, <laughs> uh, but that was fun. So a voice for Ajax. What else have I done? I've done rugby games. Um, I've done announcing um, the half time and the full time for, uh, was it? Carl Shulton, whatever their local team is, yeah, for charity matches. So yeah, be good to have do you, first, wouldn't it? You know, it would. Have you ever used your impressions for any personal gain? Obviously, not not for you know for payment for jobs, but I mean for personal gain. Not. Re I mean, I have done prank calls where I've rung up and said, "Hello, yeah, yeah." Now this is uh, Lord Sugar. I'd like a table for two please like not by the bleeding window okay and i want you know nice glass of complimentary wine on the house yeah yeah and with respect yeah see you at eight so i have <laughs> that's just me dicking about <laughs> darren there's a question here uh if you have the choice which character would you like to do a voiceover for that you haven't already done i'd be good to do something on family guy wouldn't it That'd be amazing. Or The Simpsons. Um, yes, fat man. Be good to do Stewie. Hey there, Lois. <laughs> That'd be funny. Yeah. Or a Professor Thing. Professor Thing. He makes you laugh. He makes you think with a fly. With all the guy. Yeah. Um, no, you may not have that comic. That is a limited edition 113. Worst day ever. Um, that'd be good. Simpsons or Family Guy. Darren's favorite film. I like stuff like airplane, you know, stupid stuff like that. Things that you can just absolutely belly laugh. Yeah, that's my sort of humour. Yeah. What about you, Chris? What's your favourite film? Well, I was going to say, I can imagine someone like you watching Mr Bean and laughing. Oh, Mr Bean, yes. You have to go right at the back of your throat when you're doing that, yes. Mm. It almost sounds very constricted when you have to do Mr Bean, yes. Almost unrecognisable. Mm. Oh, oh, oh. 
Darren, last question for you. When are the trophies coming at Tottenham? <laughs> if we can get a manager that plays forward thinking, attacking football, which we haven't had in our last one, two, three managers. You have to look back to Poch. Um, and he hasn't been there for four years. Um, so as long as we play this, what would you call it? Reactive football instead of proactive, you know, sit back, don't do anything for 45 minutes and then try and hit them on the break in the second half. You know, yes, it can be exciting. You know, we've seen some amazing goals with um, Son and Kane linking up from deep um, and, and goals on the break, which, you know, you go, wow, you know, they're running forward. But that's not, that's not what we're about. Surely we're about, and I know all teams would want to say this, a bit of flair, a bit of attacking, you know, get the ball forward, all this tippy-tapping side to side at the back. If as long as we've got a manager that is prepared to keep that style of play, then we won't win a thing. Whether it's, you know, whether it's Potch, whether it's Nagelsmann, whether it's Enrique, whoever we get, whether it's Deserby, um, They've got to have a, a, an attacking style of play where we're forward thinking. Otherwise, you're right. We won't win anything. So give, give me a year. Not this season, clearly. Um, and <laughs> maybe not next season because it will be maybe in two or three seasons time i hate to say it because we need to start from scratch and get rid of the dead wood and build up and, and regain that confidence regain that confidence that that word spursy is an awful word it's a yeah, horrible yeah. horrible horrible word and you know we don't like it as spurs fans but there's an element of truth in it and as soon as we kick that spursiness out you know we won't progress Darren, I know I said that as the last question, but I've got to ask you, who is your favourite person to impersonate? Um, well, I do a lot of Boris, or I did a lot of, a lot of Boris and a lot of sort of Gordon Ramsay and a lot of Jeremy Clarkson because there's always sort of car companies that want me to, uh, the new Mazda Sport Turbo uh, and all of that. And, um, you know, but I, I think one of the most satisfying has to be um, because it's the way the teeth are sort of people think that Chris Eubank has a lisp, but that's a lisp, and he doesn't. It's, it's the way the tongue sort of sits behind the mouth, and then you have to, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a pugilist. I'm a warrior. I'm a fighter. And if if you will step to me, then, you know, I don't swear, but suffice to say, <laughs> it's <laughs> it's really satisfying to do. Yeah, it's satisfying. <laughs> I've got to say, actually, while we're on the stream, um, we went out for dinner um, at the Spurs Stadium some time ago and they got the bill wrong. And when the waiter came over, you started doing the voice of Peter Dixon and the guy thought it was absolutely hilarious, as we all did. And we were all laughing. Um, do you get that a lot when you're out? Do you start doing impersonations like at any time? Well, uh, I mean... I don't turn, it's not like a party piece. I don't sort of, you know, say, ladies and gentlemen, please, can I have the bill? I mean, That's exactly what you did. <laughs> <laughs> I was at Spurs. I was at Spurs um, uh, on uh, the other week. And um, one of the stewards came up to me, a guy in his jacket and his suit and tie. He went, excuse me, mate. He said, you're that guy, aren't you, from TikTok? Britain's Got Talent. <laughs> and I said, yes. And, um, then a couple of his friends came round, and I was with my cousin, and, and we'd had about three or four pints by then. And he said, go on, can you do him? Can you do him? And I said, yeah, so he's got his sort of constricted. So uh, they were laughing, we were laughing. So you can have fun with it. But, you know, I mean, it's it's a bit of a party piece, isn't it, really? <laughs> well, it was funny. That, that, that evening, we were, of course, with uh, Gary and Ricky Norwood, and you were doing impersonations of them. Bro, I'm telling you, bro. Bro, I remember that that story back in the day, you know, bro. Listen, bro, you know, when I went to Watford, bro, and yeah, yeah, you know, I love getting my kit off, you know, bloody hell, you know, being a posing pouch. Yeah, well, you listen, bro, you know, and everything like that. When I was having cotton, you know, bro, I'm telling you, fuck. Yeah, no, I don't really do that. It's a bit of a gimmick. <laughs> Darren, I've absolutely loved having you on. Thank you so much. And Spurs uh... 60 second update today. Uh, we have uh, the Spurs 60, it's got, you've got something sort of slightly going on with your 
mouth when you sir, and that's 59 60 come on you spurs that's it do i really sound that boring no you don't. <laughs> darren you've got a youtube channel you're on tiktok you're on instagram you're on twitter tell us where we can find you uh twitter's at darren altman on one word i think it's the same with tiktok um instagram oh i got my instagram hacked so i had to change it it's like darren altman underscore vo and yeah i mean if you just type in you know type in sad and lonely comedian and you're i'll just i'll be all over it yeah needy needy comedian like me like me <laughs> oh darren i've absolutely loved having you on thank you so much and uh, as i say we must book that game of golf and we must do this again soon there he goes uh, on the 18th, and that's gently, gently, softly, softly, catchy, mousy, never up, never in, sir. There we go. Lovely. <laughs> Darren, thank you so much, and thanks to everybody for watching. Thanks for listening. If you don't subscribe to the channel as yet, please do hit that subscribe button, like, share, and comment below. And if you are listening to this on an audio platform, please do hit that follow button and leave a review if you can. And we will see you again soon. Until Thank then, you so come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.